This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. The bar in Barnsley. The voice of South. Here's Odijay trying to get the better of Risa. Using good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it, away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going. Oh, yes! He's won it! Double. 
Wednesday afternoon, five o'clock. You're listening to the Reds Report live on the Vibe. Um, well, another Saturday gone, another four goals. Nearly a clean sheet, but we'll let them off with that one goal. Um, business as usual for Barnsley FC this week, as they put aside the struggling Wimbledon or the dunce, and we look forward to visiting another struggling side in Rochdale at Oakwell on Saturday at three o'clock. In between then and now, though, plenty more to talk about. We said bye-bye to George Moncur, and we said hello to two new, young, talented players that have joined up with the squad. Um, we'll also be talking about our charity fans forum fundraising evening. We forget what to call it these days. Uh, with just a few tickets left, we'll tell you the raffle prizes that we've got that evening. And, of course, as we are live, we're keeping an eye on Twitter, um, as there are uh, rumours flying about that not only players could be leaving us, but also part of the management team in Andreas Winkler, who has been given permission to talk to Huddersfield. So, a uh, pretty busy show in store, and Chris is not here. So, uh, myself and Kyle sort of sat in the studio and said, what can we do? And we thought, ah, we had this fellow on before, and not only was he really, really funny, he knows a little bit about Barnsley as well. So, welcome once again to Pete Selwood. Hello, good to be here, I'm enjoying that. How are we doing? Yeah, more right. yeah. Yeah. I wasn't on my way anywhere special. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't literally on the road to Chester for the man. And any chance to give my opinions on football? <laughs> yeah, listen, we want to hear them. We want to hear them. Um, so let's talk Wimbledon then first. Uh, we sat here in the studio last week and, and, and talking about how we think it would go. And we all sort of said 2-0. Um, are we overachieving? Or are we maybe um, better than what we think we are? Or are Wimbledon just not a really good side? I don't think. I mean, look at table. You can tell they're not really that good, to be honest, are they? I mean, I was worried about it because I went to home game, it was nil-nil, and they couldn't really, like, we couldn't break them down. It was a genuine issue. So the fact that we've then gone there and it's been, it was convincing. I mean, at half-time, it wasn't that convincing. Like, me and my dad were having the right word saying this could easily be a, a slip-up. But we've done it, we've gone, and I, I love the fact that, like, we class it 4-1 away and we go, yeah, routine, easy. It is, isn't it? How many, Kyle, stats man, how many times have we scored four goals this season? It's, it's been a few, hasn't it, if we had them up? Oxford, Scunthorpe away, Rochdale, Rochdale away, Peterborough away, Wimbledon away. Are we away? <laughs> I feel like I'm going into some. <laughs> but it, it, seems, it used to be 3-1, didn't it? That was our favourite score. It seems like scoring four goals or 4-1. Um, but we're not doing it at home. We no. don't seem to be like killing teams. I think when we get that 2-0... 
I'm really surprised that we're then, we're then not getting a couple of goals in that last 20 minutes when they're going for it and we can just pick them off. We're not doing that enough for me, but that's my own, that's really, really, really hypercritical. <laughs> Which okay. we can be, can't we, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it is weird, isn't it, because you look at the home form, not beaten, we've not been beaten at home since March, but it's like you say, besides probably the Oxford game, the very first one of the season, which, yes, it's a result, but it's always an awkward one because it's hard to prepare an overly Stendhal's first match. I, I, I can't remember. We've played really well and we've played teams off the pitch but won 2 0. Mm-hmm. We've not had those performances like the Peterborough away and the Rochdale away. And I suppose, and I'll get it in now, we said it before we went on that, this is going to be the one for me that less than four goals and I'll not go home disappointed, <laughs> but maybe a little bit. The arrogance, isn't it? We're allowed. Last year it's like, oh, if we get a draw at home, that's good, isn't it? Now, like, well, if, we don't, if we don't get five, sack him. On the spot. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, <laughs> and I think that because of the results, are, 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 because we are doing so well, we become even more critical, don't we? Yeah, we do. We, you know, we're, we're overcritical of like we're playing really, really well, and then certain players, like we said, like I, I think Kavari gets a bad, bad rep of it. Yeah, and but people have just decided he's one of the weak links, therefore he gets criticism, even though we're playing really, really well, and we, we should just enjoy it a bit more for me. But how often do we get to go to Oakland and we love it? Like you turn up and go, oh, I think we'll definitely win this. Yeah. Not like terrified. Like last, like last season, to be honest with you, I think going down has been a blessing in disguise because it, it was horrible. It, it needed to be done, didn't it? They, they were League One players. And I felt at times last season we were a little bit like YTSs, like a bit of a false position. I know we, we, we deserve to be there the first season. The second season, it obviously all started going wrong. And it wasn't enjoyable no more. You went to work well because you were a fan, but more often than not, I was more frustrated when I came home. You know, and I don't kick the dog because that's cruelty, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> we no longer have a hamster, but you know. <laughs> but um, this season, even the atmosphere, there's seen far more atmosphere inside Oakwell now than there has been for, for, for many, many seasons. But with that comes, Cavari, you know, passes the ball short and, oh, he needs to go. Yeah. Get a million, I'll yeah, drive him myself. I mean, McGeehan did till he, you know, was amazing for the last month or so. I even text you saying, like, I hope, I hope people talk about how good McGeehan's been. Because I, I sit next to, the lad I sit next to, he's, he's a McGeehan hater. Because we've all got one, haven't we? Oh, yeah. What I like to call Kevin Betsy syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just decided at the start of the season, this is the player I don't like, so I'm going to have a go at him. I sit next to one, and he spent the last month going, you know, in the quietly going, yeah, yeah, it's been all right, I guess, if you're into that. We, no, we've, been, we've been very good. We said it last week, Kyle, bring you in here as well. We said it last week, then we that Cameron McGeehan got a chance initially when Dougal got injured. Um, obviously, the sale of Brad Potts to, uh, to Preston has helped him as well and sort of like cement that role. Are we now seeing the Cam McGeehan that we initially brought from Luton and the player that we always thought he could be? Or is there more to come, do you reckon? Um, I think we've seen best in him, you know, now, now he's come back into his side after getting that break when Dougal, like you said, got injured. Um, and when we brought him in, obviously, just a broken leg he suffered. Uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously that's a, an in, a hard injury to come back from, so you're not going to expect him to come, like we would, really you weren't expecting him to come straight into form, but he has. But yeah, I think we're seeing the best of McGee at minute now. We were careful with Woodrow, though, weren't we? And the fans were very much on the back of him. Yeah. Saying, right, why are we playing Woodrow? Why are we playing Woodrow? It's like, but now we've been a bit patient, we're getting the best out of him. Whereas we could have must we could have messed it up and not had him for an entire Christmas. 
Interesting point. I want to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll play some music. Um, if you're following us on Twitter at the moment, um, what have you made of Camagian so far this season? And uh, who is your fall guy? Um, Pete, Pete said it. We've all got Cavari. I think Danny Pinilos at times is very much underrated because I think he's. He's. We don't really talk about. Everybody talks about Pinnock and everybody talks about uh, Lindsay, but we don't seem to mention Pinilos that much. And and you know he's. he's I suppose he's, he's holding his own. Um, and as well, you know, we said it before, Brad Potts last year got absolutely slated. First it was Hacking Bottom for putting him on the wing. And now Standall put him on the wing to make a song about him. You know, last yeah, year yeah. Hacking didn't know what he was doing. Now it's song. I don't know what the next song's going to be. Is it going to be four for two? Are we playing Brownie on the wing? Are we playing Green on the wing? I need to find out how to pronounce the surname of this new player, Simus. I'm just going Dutch. I'll accept that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Four four two with Simus. We could make it work, Pete, couldn't we? <laughs> we'll be right back just after this. This is for the fans. The vibe. Tethered mind Freed from the lies 
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. And we're back again after Mumford and Sons. I will wait. We've had a tweet in from Steve Andrews who says, um, Carlo, what happens Friday night if both Gaultier and I and Andreas Winkler are gone? Are we going around town with Bobby and Martin? Um, I will put it to him, although I've had, um, um, I've been in contact with the club today. Um, Gaultier is definitely coming, which you can only deduct that he'll probably go on the 1st of February if he's going to be the president of Nice. And um, Andreas Winkler, we know, has been given permission to talk to Huddersfield. Um, we, we, we've had this. What do you call you? Listen, you're a comedian. You know how this works. What, what do you call it when when you do a show somewhere and you've got a list of requirements, things that you like? In the, oh, and the, a rider. Yeah. yeah, a bottle of sparkling water for Andreas Winkler. So I've gone all out. One ninety nine. Fancier than I've ever got. Yeah. Well, you, see, <laughs> you double booked yourself, didn't you? <laughs> I get a sandwich in Hartlepool. <laughs> Pete, Kyle, um, four four two with Potsy on the wing. Good song. Till Potsy went, no song. Um, Munker followed him out to Luton uh, on a on a permanent contract. Pete, did that surprise you at all? Going to Luton, seen as a, a promotion rival, or it's not that surprising once you really think about it, does it? Like he's he's a southern lad. He's not playing football. He's fitter than last year, and he still can't do over sixty five minutes. Yeah. That's the that's the level he's at. I mean, I like him. I'm a big I'm a big fan of his, but. I don't think we're missing that much. He's an impact player. We've brought in other impact players. I think the difference between this year and, say, the disastrous hurricane month when yeah. we lost everyone is that we're losing players, fans are panicking on Twitter, and then within a day it's all sorted. We've got someone else in, and yeah. we're still winning. We're not noticing that much of a difference. Like no. Monker coming off the bench for 20 minutes, we might miss it a bit, but you, I mean, if he's not going to sign the contract, you, you've got to get some money out of him. There's no point keeping him. And also, he won't be happy. And, you know, he, 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 when he's not happy, he, he has been known to throw his toys out of the pram. And it was a few years ago, but yeah, cause when he I'd be tempted. But <laughs> <laughs> when he came, that was the issue, wasn't it? Because he signed for Barnsley from, was it Colchester? Yeah. Came to Barnsley and then almost immediately was put it on loan because he, 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 what was said was he demanded first-team football and the rule was, you know, you, you, you play yourself into the squad. Uh, Kyle, what we're going to miss about George Munker, besides the different hairstyles and the ridiculously trendy boots, um, <laughs> like, Old man Carl <laughs> Like um, Like he said When he come on He was like an impact sub um, Balls stuck to his feet Like super glue He just Breezed past defenders He brought that Attacking sort of style To us But going back He won't He won't great Worry so No and I think I, I like George Munker I, I totally agree with Pete um, I don't think he started A match Because you'd have to The, the, the pace And the pressure The, the way we're playing I, I, I don't think he can take that for 60, 70, 80 minutes so they bring him on at the end, it takes him 5-10 minutes to get into the match, there must be nothing more frustrating than the manager putting you on at 86 minutes when you're winning 2-0 at home and you think well I've got a job to do you touch the ball twice and then you walk back down the tunnel thinking well I'll have a shower because I mean I've been on grass and I, yeah. you know what I mean, but it's not been the goals he scored have been Amazing goals. I mean, there's a little teaser. I've, I've done a video reel um, of all the goals we've scored so far this season for Friday. And some of the Moncur goals, amazing. Just not consistent enough, was he? He's not consistent. I mean, I'd argue he's the most technically gifted player. Yeah. By maybe even some distance. I know someone's going to absolutely have a go at I'm that. I'm just refreshing soon, Twitter as yeah, we speak. Yeah, just refresh Twitter on that one. I think technically he probably is, but like, it's just everything else around it. And he, he never... 
he seems to have tried it's just not quite worked out for him it'll probably work out for him better at Luton and I don't think anyone's overly angry about it and everyone probably wishes him a bit well uh, I saw people like having a dig at his missus and just like lads grow up at end of day like proper grow up yeah, I think so. I think I don't think he ever said a foot wrong. Very big in, in, in the community side of things for Barnsley FC, visiting yes. the schools, doing everything else. Obviously very strong in his, his religious views. Um, my favourite memory of George Munker was uh, before we played it, um, Peterborough away this season. He did a press conference and uh, we were there at a press conference in Wormy. And I went down to sit in my car and George Munker was walking out of the area to go sort of to the, where they were training and the gate was shut. So we came to the car, he says, can you give me a lift? So I had to drive him <laughs> over the front of the car park, up the side, to drop him off. He says, no, no, you can keep going, because he didn't want to walk, I think, the 60 yard to the training. So <laughs> I literally <laughs> dropped him off outside. But he was a really, really nice bloke. He asked what paper I worked for, because he sat silent in the car, because I, I honestly think, obviously, I was a journalist. Yeah, yeah. And when I sort of told him, no, 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 and what we did in the show and everything, oh, no, really nice meeting you. So just make sure you score and that we win. And obviously, he did. Um... Before we talk about the, the, the two players that we signed, um, Callum Styles, we Callum Styles, we bought him from uh, from Bury, but we sort of you know loaned him straight back to say get some regular football. We're going to assess in January what you're going to do. Um, he's training with the, the squad at the moment. With the players we've brought in, do we have a feeling that maybe he might go back to Bury? Or I mean, with the we're centre midfielder and we've got. For me, probably the best in the league. And then I bet some people are then argue that Dougal is the second best in the league. And then Cam McGeehan, who's on absolute form. So it, I think it'd be harsh, to, particularly if he's playing, he's playing constant football down there. And apparently he's doing really, really well. Because, weirdly enough, I know what's going on at Bury, which is a weird <laughs> situation. So another reason you're here today? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get called. <laughs> when you're on your way to other things. Um, <laughs> But no, it's like I, I see no reason to bring him back in at this point in the season because it'll take him a while to get used to how we play anyway. We've got three centre midfielders who are brilliant. Like, yeah. it's, it's been it's been really enjoyable to watch. The only reason you'd bring him in is for him to learn from them. Well, surely playing League Two football is better than doing that for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kyle. Jordan Green, which was the, sort of the first signing. We're not going to talk about the lad on the 23. A, because I can't pronounce his name. B, because I forgot it, and it's on the 23, so we'll not be seeing much of him anyway. So, talk to us about Jordan Green. Um, from Yeovil? Yeah, Yeovil. Seems to fit our sort of style, doesn't he? He's young, pacey, and we needed a winger. We've been talking on here a few weeks. We've been needing a winger. Um, he started at Fulham in, in their academy and released at 16, so obviously it might not have gone to plan for him there. And he played non-league football for four years. So we've, we've got an history of bringing in players from lower league and developing into you know better players. And um, he, got a, he had a trial at Bournemouth, um, which was successful, but then loaned straight back out to Yeovil. And that's where he signed a permanent deal. And he must have impressed enough for Barnes to come sniffing and sign him on a three-and-a-half-year deal. Very good. Pete, have you seen any video clips, any YouTube clips of him? Yeah, but not to be a downer, but if you're watching a winger on YouTube, he generally looks all right. You know what I mean, <laughs> his job's to take it round the player. Yeah. So like, they're not going to show the bits where he struggles and has to run back and kick someone. Like, YouTube is is great for like, it's great for because it does get us excited and we look at it. God, oh, it's mint in it. But then like, it's the best bits of a winger, and for a winger, that's yeah. generally their job. No, I mean YouTube clips are great. It's not like you're watching like Ronaldinho is doing like mad stuff. It's, like, yeah. it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play. 
but I, I don't think you can get overly excited on YouTube. And f I love it when we have like a we get connected to like a French player, <laughs> and we just look all over YouTube. What was it? The, the winger. Give me an M. And everyone was convinced it was last last January. Everyone was like, "Oh, this lad's going to come in," and we're just like. It's probably never going to happen. I don't know where these rumours come from. And I think the problem is with YouTube. I mean, they could make Tom Kennedy and, and, and Wiseman look good because all you do is a couple of clearances. Well, and, you when, know. when we talk about Rochdale later, mate, <laughs> are, Tom Kennedy is a Rochdale legend. There's a pub in Rochdale that has Tom Kennedy in big, like one of the biggest pubs you'll ever see of Tom Kennedy in this pub. And I walked in, I could not believe it. He's a legend. Wow. So maybe. If you ask for a pint at the bar, do they throw it towards Chris O'Grady? Because that's all he ever did, wasn't it? <laughs> I think he scored against Bury once. The other player that's coming, Elliot Simos, um, now from FC United of Manchester, which is a great name, but you've had a couple of drinks because oh. I was getting it wrong way around. Now, this, this lad has got a bit of pedigree, hasn't he? Because although he's come from sort of that league and people say, oh, you know, why are we signing from that league? Uh, links with Benfica? Yeah, Benfica, Sporting Lisbon. So he's he's got a bit of you know experience under his belt, and he's still only a young kid. Uh, he's nineteen, isn't he? I yeah. So obviously, again, he fits our you know young attacking sort of thing. But that there's, he's another winger, so that's more competition for new signing. Brown plays on wing. We've got all that healthy competition, which is hopefully going to work to our benefit. If you're chasing the game as well, changing your wingers round is invariably one of the better things to do. Just because like. The fullback's tired, and then then that's the best way to change if you're chasing the game anyway. Especially with the pressure of the pace that well, we the play. Well, with the pressure that we play, it's surprising that like particularly the fullbacks and the wingers, like they can't play every game. You can't. Your body just won't take it. No, because that's one of the things, isn't it? Because as fans, you normally think you know, you know when you're in the pub on a Saturday and it, it gets to two o'clock, and you're constantly refreshing Twitter to see what what the lineup is, and people say should never change the winning side, should never change the winning side. But I think you do need to take into account that we don't know what's happened in training, like any little knock, and like you don't know if someone's like got a kid and there's been up all night you know what I mean yeah. little well, things like that, that we don't really take into account do we yeah which which was the Barnsley player at that time that had was it was it Barnard who was it that um tripped over duck pee in his in his kitchen that sounds like Darren Barnard yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that if it's not him fair enough and I apologise but the but story it's, was it? believable but, but it is isn't it they've got yeah, a, they've yeah, got yeah. a life beyond and in yeah. training they have to you know um so we've got the, the two lads that have come in uh we've got Callum Styles as well there Pete, do we need to strengthen it, providing we don't lose anyone? So let's put the rumours on the table. Let's bring that pink elephant out. So the rumour is that uh, Marja from Sunderland is on his way to France, and they would be their number one target would be Kiefer Moore. And there are also rumours all over Twitter, although I can't find any at the moment, about uh, Brentford being after Ethan Pinnock. Now, let's just say that there was a rumour. It's some 12-year-old in his bedroom watching CBBS and, and putting it on, and their players are bars, the players from the 1st of February. Do we need to strengthen anyone else? I think it's difficult to try and strengthen, because you look at it, and like, there are... I think we've got too many players. And I know like, a lot of people think, oh, you should always strengthen your strength, but like, you've got to keep everyone happy. And I think, like, for example, at full-back, what, Kavari, I mean... You could argue, oh, do you bring in another centre-back just in case? But Jackson's there just in case. Yeah. Like, maybe, I mean, substitute keeper never doesn't really happen anyway. In the midfield, we've got healthy competition in the, mid, in the uh, centre of it. Up front, yeah, you could argue if you lose Moore or Woodrow. But if you lose them both, I mean, that's just never going to happen anyway. So it's fine. Yeah. Adebayo probably can't, you know, isn't quite there yet. Tiam's been brilliant. 
for me over the last month and I know that's going to annoy a lot of people because <laughs> people don't like him but I think I've been saying to my brother all year he's tricky and I like it he, he doesn't score tappings does he uh, Kyle said it before we went on air and we were looking I mean the goals are outside penalty area and, and yeah. just untouchable he scares they? people I, th- I think he does genuinely worry a fullback though there's nothing worse if you're a defender yeah. players coming at you with pace yeah. knowing they can they, they, he only needs half, half a yard and he'll just let go won't he I mean, particularly with uh, Mauer I think he's you know when Mauer makes that there's an interesting run where he'll come back on it and then Mauer goes into the penalty box we're doing a lot more of that and no one seems to be picking it up yeah. I mean I think it was the brown goal we got a goal from it like that and then we got another one the other day as well and it's just little things like that that I think maybe we don't pick up on because you know Every now and again, he, he just he skies it into thing, and we all go, "It's rubbish." But you, know, yeah. you have to t- you have to take it. Yeah. You take with rough with the smooth. Is is there any anybody you think might be on the way out? So if you're thinking about a Lloydish girl, for instance, who came under a lot of hype after you know he was with us, he scored the last goal at Wembley when we went up, um, went back to Southampton, and for a year, I don't think he even featured in the under twenty threes. We brought him back. Injury plagued, you know. He gets a match, mm. he gets injured again, and, and you know we've never really seen the best of him. Could this be? Maybe the, the the transfer period. That I, I think it'd be a good time to move him. It'd probably be good for him, good for us, good for everyone. Really, like he's he's a big topic of conversation in our car actually because we always say like he's the he's the epitome of the fan who we always want. Everyone wants him on. It's like oh, do you remember when he was growing? It's like yeah, but it was a long time ago. He doesn't really fit in. It's not it's not gone well for him. But the fans are always pushing for him. Yeah. And, like, I, and I don't think he is actually at that level anymore. But we, we, you know, I think we should so respect. He's done an amazing thing for us, and it's, it's brilliant. But I think it'd be good for him and good for us to move on. And the situation at the back. So we, we've got Jackson, Pinnock, and Lindsay. Pinnock and Lindsay seem to be preferred as the starting pair at centre back. Um, when it was the under twenty threes, check a trade trophy. Um, it was Will Smith, I think it was. Is it Darlington is he now? Like yeah, he's got out. So it seems that. You know, one of the players from the under twenty threes that could step up has gone out on loan. Are we a little bit thin if we've only got Jacko on the bench? And, and don't get me wrong, if if we started with Jack, I'll be happy because I, I like Adam Jackson. I think I he's, like he's solid. I three. I mean, what? I think I think we have got strength and depth. And just it's a case. But if you bring in that extra person and say they're at the same level as them two, well, he's not going to be happy just sitting on the bench, is he? No. It's like that classic example. Was like, oh, Spurs should sign a striker. Well, who's who's going to sign for him? Because if you're like, well, do I get to play? No, not really. <laughs> no, but we just need, no. just in case. No, but you never know, do you? Like, people just won't sign. It's like, obviously, if Pinnock goes, which is, that's gathering momentum, but we say momentum, but it's that terrible Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, Hold on, 60 new tweets. Hold on. Yeah, what's it saying? Yeah. But but it is that's it's the good thing and the bad thing isn't about social media, that, you know, if, if the club put something on, we'd have it immediately, and that's really good. But people are making accounts up, pretending to be in the know, and, 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 and literally... I know which one you mean, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you mu- and you must think, like, like yeah. come on, lad, BBC has gone off. It's bedtime now. You're at nursery <laughs> yeah, yeah. tomorrow, you know. And, and the most ridiculous... And, and it seems that you see it on one account, and on a new yeah. account, we're in the know, especially with Yorkshire clubs, Ethan Pinnock with his agent, gone down to Brentford, blah, 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 blah. And at one point, you just don't know. And then when people start retweeting it, it's, yeah, it's it, you know... It worries you. Does it worry you that... And this is official, according to uh, Football Heaven and BBC Radio Sheffield. Uh, Andreas Winkler has been given permission, or the club's been approached um, for Huddersfield to talk to Andreas Winkler. Would he be a, as big a miss as what a player would be, be if they would miss? Uh, one thing that does happen at clubs is often when like part of the support staff goes, people don't really notice it that much. But then later on, when things start going badly, you can source it back to the assistant manager leaving. But it's a weird one because. 
is he we don't know how much of a difference it would make and also it, it, it sounds like almost a story of well they know each other new manager of Huddersfield they know each other so if he says oh I'd like you to come he's definitely going to go and at least chat to him because that's just what you do because you're a polite human being and that's what happens we don't know what's going to happen no. I mean you know if we go up and they go down I mean I personally think Huddersfield will go down and then I can't see them going for playoffs. I think I think it'll be well to consolidate that they've got a chance of just going like genuinely just falling, falling. But we don't know. I mean, this is very early days on that one, isn't it? So see what he does, see what he goes for. Kyle, you worried at all if the uh, assistant head coach was to leave? Uh, yeah, we were talking about it earlier. They'll come as like a collective. They're all like one, aren't they? Is it Stern, Stendhal, Stern, Stendhal, and uh, and Winkler? Yeah, yeah. They come. They come as like a part of of one. So. I'd be worried if he left, but I think I've got faith in him to stay. Like you've just been saying, if would he rather take a club down or try and take a club up? Because I can't see anyone stopping us at the minute. Very good. Well, we're going to talk about our form at the moment. Unbeaten in seven, five of those have been wins, and uh, we'll take a, a preview as well at the next match, which is on Saturday when we entertain Pete's friends from Rochdale. <laughs> The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
take a look at me now. So 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 take a look at me now.
special on him. I think it's all such a laugh. Yeah. And the chips takes a grease. Oh, come out in the bath. You will never understand how it feels to live your life with no meaning or control. And with nowhere left to go. You are amazed that they exist. And it burns so bright whilst you can only wonder why. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Just what we needed, a couple of songs so we could uh, refresh Twitter a few times to make sure our players are still here and the management team is still the three Germans as they were when we started at five o'clock. And I'm happy to report, so far it is. I need to say though that if you're listening to the podcast, and if you look at the clock now when it's say last past seven o'clock on a Wednesday night, that might not be the case. But we're live at the moment, it is 17.51. Oh, so that's 43 on there. 51 on there. No wonder I'm confused, you know, when Chris oh, is not here. 43 43. It's 17.43. Yeah. <laughs> and so far, Kiefer Moore is still a Barnsley player. Yeah? Yeah. Ethan Pinnock is still a Barnsley player. Andreas Winkler is still a German who's employed by Barnsley to be an assistant head coach. Life is good, Pete, yeah? Easy. Very good. So, let's have a look ahead then. On Saturday, we entertain Rochdale, Keith Hill, Barmy Army. Probably more Barmy than Army at the moment. Um... Similar story as Wimbledon, struggling down there. Tell me about them. What, what, what have their results been so far? I mean, what, what are, they, are they bottom or...? The 20th point outside relegation zone. Right, OK. What have their results uh, been? Um, a, f- a few thumpings. Uh, in last, well, the last five games have not won any. They've drew one, which were the last game against Fleetwood. And that, they had 10 men Fleetwood. So okay. they got a point against them. Um, they've lost 4-0 to Bradford, 4-0 to Burton at home. And lost 5 0 away to Doncaster. Um, they lost 2 1 to Peterborough, which is, you know, it's, it's an alright result for that. One goal lost. Um, the last victory came against Blackpool by a goal on, on Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. I kind of just remind people that we're playing them on the 26th of January, so that would be exactly a month ago since their last. So you reckon then confidence at a low? Have they brought anybody in? 
um, in this transfer period or any players left so I, I suppose has it got worse for them or have they have they strengthened do we know uh, they lost the full back today Joe Rafferty to Preston and he's been one of their like st- out of a bad bunch of stand up performer for them uh, and they brought in Ryan McLaughlin from uh, Blackpool and we know him don't we because yeah, he, he was, was, he on, was he on loan for from us Liverpool for a while? Yeah. yeah he was yeah I remember him small fast that's yeah. about it yeah that's, <laughs> that's all I remember um, Pete would we be too optimistic to say that normally, don't we, in every season, we, we, we give one team a tonking, a home or away, and some people say, well, we've won 4-0. No, a tonking to me no, is five or above yeah. and no goals against. Would, would you ring somebody if I tell you now I'm going for 6-0? No, I, I, I think this is the one. You're looking at it because teams, some teams have come here and gone like, right, you know, and then we've got two and then we've maybe got one towards the end, but... Keith Hill has no intention of turning up and going. No, we're gonna we're gonna play safe because he can't, and it's admirable, but it's stupid because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's gonna try and play through us, and he's gonna play, try and play through us with players that we all know aren't good enough. Jim McNulty, Matty Doan, um, yeah. Tom, I don't think Tom Kennedy's there, but he, he might be on his fifth ever spell there. But <laughs> they always go back, don't they? They go yeah, somewhere, they, they don't work it. out. They look come it. back to Rochdale. It's weird because normally, like you know, when it's like Southampton or Norwich, you go, oh, they must go. They go back there because it's a lovely area. Have you been to Rochdale? <laughs> I've been to the away <laughs> match once. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it was really, I think it was either Rochdale or Bury, where there was like a social club next to the the ground. Oh no, in in in, in Rochdale because I've because I've got a friend who's uh, from Rochdale, and our thing is we go to the games together. So he's coming to the game on me on Saturday, and we'll. Uh, I'll take him to West Stands, nice wooden seats. He'll enjoy that. <laughs> but in in Scotland, where we sat uh, this year, when we won four nil. By the way, we've been to four games, winning on aggregate twelve nil. Oh well, sorted. I'd like him to get a goal because <laughs> otherwise he's not going to come and do it with me anymore. Uh, but yeah, in in one of their stands, basically you just go through and there's a pub. Like instead of like what we've got in the East Stand, which is like a a girl who just is working her hardest but isn't getting the help she needs and it's just a girl with a you know a few cans they've got like a full on pub in the ground and I love it and I think it's brilliant yeah and I suppose that's the um we started it in a way with, with Red Ferns and I know they have to be strict with who can come in and everything yeah. it'd be great if that could be extended especially in summer months and drink outside I know it's been asked before and, and the police have got something to say and everything else we say on the water, the water down every time where pads used to be that's just a waste of land mm. do something with it like the fan experience is something that I don't think we're doing that well in England but it's interesting but things that. are the centre it's you go for the centre of town the centre of town's looking a lot nicer than it used to I think centre of Barnes has got a real it's doing really well at the moment it's got some really nice bars and restaurants popping up so that's great but the club should be realising that that keeps people in the town and not coming down to the ground it is we need to offer something different maybe something for kids families something like that I think the, the fan experience improved but it's just been in the family area hasn't it yeah. and I know it's really nice that they have snakes and insects and, and players come and I think that's fantastic and I, I've had people that I know come for the first time took the kids and really really enjoyed it and I think that's fantastic am I entitled to feel disappointed with the wealth our owners have got behind us that they've brought somebody in who brings some salamanders and, 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 and a few bearded dragons and I'm not being negative. I, it does, it there's, other areas, there's other areas of the ground that I think, you know, we could... I know it's different. Look at Accrington. Look at what Accrington did when we yeah, went away. Like I didn't go, but from what I've seen and from what I've heard, I know Kyle went and you spoke about it. That fan experience. Um, and I suppose all these people that are drinking in town, 
pre-Barnsley kickoff at Oakwell, if you could get them closer to Oakwell, there was there was talk before about you know making the beer cheap and everything else. But the thing is, you don't want to stand on the Concord in in, in the Ponty end. No, of course you don't. Um, having a beer at, at, at one o'clock or whatever, because in the pub, you know, the telly's on and everything else. So it's one of the questions, very good that you mentioned it, that we're going to ask um, Gaultier on um, on Friday for our Fans Forum fundraiser. See what I did? Um, which is happening on Friday. Doors open at half six. We're asking everybody, if you come in and you're taking a car, park in the County Way car park. When you drive into that car park, um, turn to your left. There's lots of spaces there, lots and lots, and then there's a little walkway straight across from the Electric Theatre. Doors open at half six. Beer is being sold by our mate Hixie from the Barsley FC Supporters Trust or Redfern's Bar. Um, mainly be cans, but beer is beer on a Friday night. Uh, there'll be soft drinks, tea and coffee. Raffle prizes. Um, I will say it again on the night. I have to say it here and I will say it on air because it miffed me off a bit. We asked some of the... Uh, so we asked the club. Uh, the club are coming with some signed goods. Fantastic. We asked some of the ex-Barnsley legends that we're still in contact with via our Twitter account. Um, if, if they had anything still Barnsley related that they said, you know, they, they donate for the raffle. Josh Cowan got in contact through his dad. Um, the boots he wore at <laughs> Wembley. That's because he's not on social media, but his dad was great. Josh Cowan? David Cowan. Well... I'm uh, sure he is on <laughs> social media, not to have a go but, but he, he's not following us but his dad oh, is right, okay. so, <laughs> so definitely some spelling mistakes <laughs> engagement thing earlier David <laughs> David Scowen organised the boots that Josh wore at Wembley signed and you know the, the Burroughs training top that he used to wear that signed as well Conor Horan um, bought a Villa shirt with his name on and signed it as well um, there were people on social media thinking that was ridiculous. Why would I go to an evening, a fundraising evening for a Villa shirt? I just like it because he's a, he's a, he, he's now a Villa player, but he's doing it for us to raise money, and I think the gesture is really nice. So you're raising I, money for charity, like yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. How angry are you going to get? <laughs> Neil Richardson's there. He's done a few new prints or paintings. One of them is uh, the group of five players celebrating the win away at Liverpool in the FA Cup. Um, Two of those players are there on Friday night. Bobby Hassel, Martin Devaney, so we're going to ask him to sign it. So that's another raffle prize. Um, Keith, the club photographer, took some photos, A4, and got them signed by some of the players. So that's uh, that will, those will be raffled off as well. And because you can never have a raffle without alcohol. We've got a bottle of rum and two bottles of wine that have been donated by my mate Ian, who will be there on the night as well. Um, raffle tickets will be on sale throughout the night. Doors open at half six. We're starting at half seven. We've got an hour with um, Andreas Winkler, between brackets, if you're still Barnsley assistant head coach on Friday evening, and uh, go to Egonai, the CEO, if he's not left for Nice by the time our show goes live at half past seven. Uh, then we have a, an interval where you can buy some beer, and then uh, Bobby Assel, Martin Devaney on stage talking about everything to do with the academy and obviously their playing days as well. Two good courses that we're um, supporting that evening are, first of all, the Vibe Radio, which is where we sit now, um, to keep this going um, as more and more programmes coming on board. The official launch is in in, um, in February. And, of course, uh, Yorkshire Air Ambulance. Uh, guest of honour that evening, uh, Steve Croft with his wife and his son, and um, Laurie Handley and his wife. Now, Laurie and Steve are best mates, but they're both volunteers at the club, done it for 30 odd years, and obviously it was Steve who yeah. um, had the, um, the cardiac arrest at the side of the pitch. They're all coming as guest of honour. So, we're looking forward to a really, really, really good evening. Um, everybody comes entitled to ask questions. We ask you to, to put them on paper so we can filter them because what we don't want is people asking the same questions over and over again like we often do on this show. Um, looking at clock, 17.52. So I said 6-0. You said this could be the one. 
Yeah, I, 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 you can't I, go back now, can you? you no, I think, if we, I think if we walk. If we haven't got four, I'll be fuming. <laughs> this is like, I, it, my friend texted me and said, like, if if we keep it down to four, he's happy, and I have to deal with that all day. So I, I think I think we'll get five. I think it's gonna be five nil. Do you remember that one where Hol- Holgate got two? Last game of the oh, season. Yes. Nothing in it. Yeah. Nothing in it whatsoever. Yeah, we like that. Kyle? Um, four nil for me. I, I can just I can't see Rochdale scoring at all. And I can just see it being dominant and 4 0. I'll be happy with that. I'll be happy with 1 0. It's a win, isn't it? Yeah. We've had a, a, a quite a, a challenging time over Christmas, not personally eating mince pies and food, but on the football <laughs> front with the, 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 um, the games that we've played. I've had a really hard time, guys, actually. <laughs> I need to talk to you about how I feel. Um, <laughs> We're really vamping for time now. <laughs> so I just about Christmas. <laughs> I just want to know because what we did, didn't we? You know, we had uh, we had Portsmouth, we had Sunderland. Who who have we got coming up? Because I know we're playing Rochdale. We talk about that. I know the week after we've got Scunthorpe. I can't go to Scunthorpe. I can't go to Oakwell. My daughter's getting married. I did ask her to book it on a day that we would be away. Um, so I missed the Scunthorpe match. What have we got coming up after that? Because it seems to be that we've got a, you know sort of like the lower to mid table teams coming up. Is this where we're going to make the ground up? Do we reckon? We could do. Um, who have we got? The next four or five? Uh, before Scunthorpe, we've got Oxford on Tuesday night. Because um, we weren't playing when we played Burnley. But we were still oh, in FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, then it's Scunthorpe, as you mentioned. The reunion we had in Mammal. Everyone will be loving that. Um, we will, though. We'll probably, <laughs> we absolutely I will personally will. be loving it. I'll be really enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Gillingham away. And then Wickham at home. So it's like you say, it's all teams that... You know, they're just even mid-table or struggling down at bottom. So I think that's them games that worry me more than when we play at top at table side. That's it. When we're playing against teams at top of table, they try and they try and play football, yeah. and when we can pass around them, it's when teams come and go like, "You're not getting through this." Like Wimbledon did. At yeah. home, yeah, they came went we're getting a point, and they managed it, and they kept us very quiet. And but yeah, I think we should be able to. It's weird because like, you know people keep saying like, "Oh, but we're only fifth You're like, yeah, but it don't matter. It's about how close you are to the top two points wise the actual position doesn't really matter at this stage you just have to be within touching distance but we're four points behind Luton with a game in hand and when you think Portsmouth up there we still have to go to Portsmouth and the the form we're in you're not going to bet against us getting a result there weren't much cop either with the Portsmouth but to be perfectly fair from the teams that we've had coming here that are sort of above us Luton we destroyed early in the Mm -hmm. season live on Sky Portsmouth didn't look like a top team to me Peterborough Best team we played probably um, Donny probably. Yeah, I think I Donny came because I think I think I think, think, think Graham got his his, his tactics spot on. absolutely spot on. Um, then again, we were awful again. I went to that Shrewsbury game. That was oh. a, a horrendous evening. It was cold. It was horrible. We were one nil down within yeah. a few minutes. That what worse it performance was I've seen this season. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. Lee one. Um, what was telling was um, when we went in the break one one on um, Saturday against Wimbledon. Um, it appeared in the paper today that Standall had to give a special in between brackets team talk. That he wasn't happy with, you know, what, what he saw on the pitch, and obviously whatever he said has, has you know, bore fruit because we, we came out four-one winners. Who are we looking at on the pitch? As you know, what we talked early in the season about leaders on the pitch. Um, I've been very vocal saying I, I never like it when your goalkeeper is your captain because I don't think he can influence things in the middle of or high up on the pitch. Who are the leaders for us on the pitch? Have you seen? See, I thought Potts at one point was. Well, he might depends, be doing that for Preston. Depends what you see as a leader. Like a lot of people get annoyed. Like if a manager isn't if a manager isn't shouting, 
that means he doesn't care no he's just analysing the game so I'd say like your leaders are people who get on the ball and will play even when we're playing badly mm-hmm. it's not necessarily shouting at people and having a go and saying like why are you doing this why are you doing that so for example I'd say Mowat's a leader because he gets on the ball he holds on to it and then he will always he'll try and play some football when other people might start going oh we're not playing well so I'll just lump it a little bit so I think he's a, he's a leader if more starts winning headers suddenly that gets you going and he's a bit of a leader it's it's not all about who shouts the most and gets people going. Because I don't think we have that. We've got much of that. We're like, Dougal probably does it, but it's quieter, isn't he? He yeah. organises, which is, you know, that's what you want, really. And it's never as effective when they've got an Australian accent, is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, just looking at Twitter. Uh, Tiny 63701 uh, We put on Twitter Carl put uh, I'll be worried if he left uh, The three coaching staff Members come as a collective Tiny put They will all have moved on By next season We can't keep kicking Their legs from beneath them And expect loyalty um, Steve Andrews put Carlo's been drinking again I can assure you Steve I haven't uh, Matthew P. Needham Great show lads I hope you're right about Winkler And see him staying For a promotion Bigger than a bit of cash And relegation Can't wrong with that Um Money's nice, though, isn't it? Like. But this is... I, I, I suppose the thing is, and, and again, we'll reflect this on the evening, when you had a Barnsley owner and a Barnsley coach, that's why it hurt so much to me yeah, yeah, yeah. when he went to Leeds, because he were Barnsley through and through, mm. supposedly. And you, you are, aren't you? Till somebody says, yeah, but I'll treble your wages. And then you say, well, hell, Leeds is nice on a Saturday night. You know what I mean? The commute's the all right. As, as, as good as they are, as good as they are, and, and they have transformed our team. And the way we play, it's fantastic to go and watch Barnsley. Absolutely fantastic. But if somebody says, I want you to do that for me, but I pay you a bit more, they are going to go on there at some point. It's the and, and it's the new thing, German coaches. I mean, Huddersfield have gone for it again. Norwich have got... Um, there's another one being appointed. Farker. Farker at Norwich. Yeah. There. So it, it's obviously the uh, the in thing. Um, it's the end of the Reds report. Pete, on your way to Chester? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just two hours, don't worry about it. <laughs> you were not sure to plug, because uh, you said you're in the studio tomorrow. Plug your yeah, uh, the new so shows that are coming. Me and Chris Copestate, we do a show called The Indie Annual, basically what we do. It's a two-hour show. Uh, we just play music from a certain year, and then we talk about what happened in that year. So at the end of it, we talk about Barnsley, which is a bit annoying, because some of the years you look at it and go like, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We're languishing in League One. It was rubbish. Uh, but then, yeah, so to, tomorrow we'll be recording 2004, 2014, and 1995. If you're really into music, the 995 one's going to be really good. If you're really into Taylor Swift, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be much crossover with who's listening to this <laughs> and is a big Tay Tay fan. <laughs> when will those shows air? Do you know? Uh, I think they're on after the Opium Hour on a Friday. I think they're on at 7 o'clock on a Friday. Obviously, not this Friday because we'll all be busy in the electric no, theatre. No, we'll, we'll all be in there. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to see the streets, but whatever. <laughs> but I would have come. <laughs> It's the thought that counts, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. I would, you know. <laughs> Pete Salway, thank you very, very much for joining us yeah, on this Wednesday afternoon. Kyle, thank you very much as always, and I'll probably see you, well, you as well, at Oakwell on Saturday. Um, if you can make it on on on, uh, on Friday for our charity fundraiser, get in contact via Twitter. We've just got a few tickets left. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you all on Friday, on Saturday, and of course here again, 5 o'clock next Wednesday. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Dr. Trudeau.
Judy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Ugh. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile Home Internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on demand destination for the UK's best fan led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network. <laughs> 